good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicole BC. Mm, there we go. Intro. Woo! <laughs> I said last time I'm not, I'm not mentioning the intro anymore. This is me not mentioning the intro. I'm doing a really great job. This is another surprise attack episode, just like the last one that was inspired by Brandy from This Plus That. To be honest, it wasn't so much inspired as it was compelled. Oftentimes I'm sort of percolating on things, there's ideas floating around, and then the universe speaks to me through someone else's mouth hole. <laughs> or like on the, on the computer screen, I heard that once actually, that if you imagine your entire experience as being a dialogue with the divine, it really makes everything a lot more special and engaging, but you can kind of look for sinks in that manner, which is a pretty fun way of living your life. So I interviewed Brandy. That'll be, I think, the next episode that's coming out. Or maybe, yeah, yep, yeah, that's it. And they had just spoken with Charles Eisenstein, who has been a longtime hero of mine. And I love that book. I read that book every year just to keep myself in check. <laughs> and I thought, well, fuck, I should really balance out the, the Think and Grow Rich vibes with sacred economics because it's just, it's all mindset, which sounds so cheesy and I hate it. But it's all perspective, it's all attitude, it's all energy, it's whole, all how you're engaging in your world. And sacred economics is a phenomenal way to think about the exchange. Money has been a metric. That was all the last episode, though, so I'm not, you can listen to that one. This was inspired by a client conversation I had this morning, a potential client conversation I had via Instagram. You knew who you are. And again, just the universe kind of being like, yo, this is a thing. So it is aptly titled The Leap of Faith to Your Death. Because it's scary, y'all. Growing your shit, expanding, trying new things, saying you're going to start businesses, saying you're going to reach financial goals, saying you're going to pay off debt, saying you're going to change. Scary. And we always look to the past. We always look to the things that didn't go the way that we wanted, that didn't make our little ego happy, that felt like huge fuck ups and problems and mistakes and blames and shames and shoulda, woulda, couldas. But the reality is, is you're here and you're listening to this. You did it and you did it just fine. And now you get the opportunity to do it. I don't want to say so much better, but just do it the way you feel like doing it right now. And so you got to take another leap of faith. This is something that was also inspired by the consigliere, and I love that y'all get to know who that fucking badass is. But the bigger and badder and better your game gets, the scarier and further and longer the leaps of faith become. And the falls, stumbles, public <laughs> humiliation becomes far Oh, I should say it is perceived as being so much more. And the ego, the logical mind, the fears, the broken record in your head, the desire to stay safe and protected goes kicking and screaming with you to the edge of your experience to look over the precipice of your potential. And that came out pretty nice. <laughs> I'm just going to call that out. So... You know, I wrote a blog about this called Unhappy Endings or the Happiness to Happy Endings or something. I'll link it in the show note. For whatever reason, I blame Disney. We glorify endings. And the reality is, is every day 
almost every moment is full of beginnings and endings, multiple. The better we get at the conclusion without judging it as happy or unhappy, the faster we can actually grow and change and shift and try something new and fall flat on our face and get back up again and try something else. That's how you're going to create the next big thing, as I like to call it. And unfortunately, you don't get to do it by just doing the same thing over and over again, the thing that you know and are so comfortable with and feel really good at. You get to continually feel like a dickhead <laughs> and try different things. And it actually takes a certain level of experience for this to become comfortable, but I promise you, it can. I've moved over 20 times. Oh, gosh, in my mid-20s to mid-30s, I think I was, I had, I moved like every six months at a minimum. And now I love moving. It is my ultimate form of rebirth. And every time somebody tells me they're moving, I get so excited for them and they kind of roll their eyes at me and wish me to stop talking, but I'm not very good at that. I love change. I love new things. I love that grind that comes with the beginning, the inception. And I love it because I've done it so many times. And it does get easier. You do become more familiar with that initial like, <gasps> here we go. The thing I am definitely still challenging with, and I think I've, I've mentioned this a few times, and at some point I'll be ready to get into it, but is, is the death. And oftentimes we will white knuckle the conclusion, the end, the knowing that this thing has come to a completion. Because like somewhere along the line, we were taught that like everything should last forever, which is just not true. You know the difference between this is done or I, I'm scared and I need to push through. And I'm going to get into that in another episode. Seth Godin calls it the dip. <laughs> Stephen Pressfield gets very into it in The Artist's Journey and The War of Art, which will be my next books in the Quantum Business Book Club. The creative process is a continual death and rebirth. The creation, the success, the business, the living your goddamn life. It is all beginnings and endings and then beginnings. The thing has to end in order to create space for the beginning. And again, as someone who has constantly had multiple businesses, you know, multi-passionate is the euphemism for it. ADHDAF is how I typically like to refer to it. I like to have a lot of pots boiling. That's just how I roll. Some people just really need to invest all of their energy and focus into one thing. That totally works for them. You do you, boo. But get familiar with when you're done. And yes, lots of people will have opinions about that. That's fine. That feeling that you get is your indicator. And not dissimilar to the universe continually having a divine dialogue with you, you will start to get signs. Shit will start to go a little funky, then a bit haywire, and then it gets ugly. Don't wait until the ugly. I've told this story many times. Oh, that's another thing I'm not doing anymore. I'm not, I'm not prefacing when I repeat myself because it happens and I'm creating so much right now. I don't, I don't even know if it's a podcast or a blog or an article or a client conversation or an Instagram live or a workshop or a masterclass. Bleh. So forgive me, please. And forever. <laughs> When I was finishing up in the music industry, I had my dream job. I worked with my best friend, a woman who had continually and consistently and incessantly inspired me since the minute I saw her sitting on the, the gutter of the street at a uh, music workshop that we were both at across the street from the bottle shop where I promptly bought us a bottle of tequila. 
I referred to her as my moon goddess and I still do. And I got to work with her artists who became my artists, which was just this incredible family of the most amazing humans and creators and travelers and adventurers that were tuned into the higher groove. I got to live in an amazing city and an amazing house where we worked. And then we got an office, which was the opposite direction of all the LA traffic, which is like impossible. And just, I lived, I lived a life I didn't even know was possible. It was like one of those fantasies that I had had when I first got started in the music industry. And it felt too good to be true. And things started to get a little funky. I started to make like some really weird mistakes. A typo here, a wrong date there wrong direction here but that made us late and we were we were playing a very big game my friends so these little mistakes these seemingly insignificant snafus were you know in front of a million people on facebook and thankfully my best friend and business partner sat me down and just said i don't think this is working anymore and i knew in that moment we weren't talking about my work or my performance or my job we were talking about my career and where I was in my life. And she could see that despite the facade. <laughs> and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, we were, we were, we were crushing it. <laughs> These really were insignificant mistakes, but not the mistakes that I make. So she gave me the opportunity to say, okay, universe, this is the end. The other inspiration for this podcast episode is that the bigger, better, badder it all gets. Sometimes that conclusion comes without the next best thing being obvious or known or visible or anywhere near you on your path. It's not even a, a light at the end of the tunnel. And you've got to take these leaps of faith. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was 38 years old. I had been working in music since I was 18. My entire life, my entire identity, every friend, every even like the Pilates class that I was going to, like everything revolved around music, around artists and around my identity as a manager. So there was some tears that were shed for many, many days. But in that darkness, in that discomfort, and, and I mean, it wasn't discomfort. It was, it was raw, unhinged pain and vulnerability and rage and blame and like all very much turned inwards. Like, how could I have let this happen? Well, not just how could I have let this happen, but like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know, I thought in my continual moving, in my giant leaps of faith, my moving to Australia, my suddenly moving back to the States to be with my mom, my suddenly moving to New Orleans, my, my suddenly moving to, you know, lots of sudden, seemingly sudden to the outside world, moves, which were also not very well supported and judged, I thought this was another one. And I didn't, I didn't know how to know, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? It felt like I would never be able to do my own thing again. I thought, okay, this is it. This is your last chance to get a job. This is your last chance to button up, straighten up, take the path very well traveled my friend because this just just isn't working and i you know quite honestly i was exhausted i was burnt out i was heartbroken that first and foremost many loves of my life had dumped me and or at least that's how i felt and lovingly like the it's not you it's me thing <laughs> 
it was a very, very bittersweet breakup. So yeah, I started to to just take some random calls and make some incredibly random moves. And I'll end the story there because that's really the worthwhile part for this episode. But it starts with recognizing the objection, recognizing the friction, recognizing like, oh, this isn't working anymore. It doesn't feel right. And the more you actually indulge that rather than ignore it, you're going to get a lot better at it. Because that feedback, like as an example, for anyone who's been through trauma, you can have a trauma response in a non-traumatic experience. That is your nervous system coming online, trying to keep you alive because that's how you survived in previous situations. And you're getting an external stimuli that is triggering that response. But when you look around, you realize, oh, I'm physically safe. I'm emotionally safe, but I'm having this reaction. And so it can feel like I've got to fucking run. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is when, you know, you're beating the shit out of yourself for continually not saving your receipts. And now you're 12 months. Now it's February and you should have done your taxes and you've got 12 months of fucking receipts. It's like, stop. (laughs) Get a fucking bookkeeper. Stop. Stop doing the old thing. But it's scary, you know, even even when it's just like admitting you don't get to do your books anymore. You've done so much work to get to this point. And it's like another, here's another one for you. You know, when your phone automatically updates or your computer updates and then like your favorite Adobe program, all of your files are gone or like that it continually crashes every time you open it. It's because you've got a new operating system, my friend, and you've got some old programs that just need to be deleted or updated. They're just going to keep crashing on you. Like they're just going to keep glitching out until you make the necessary shifts. And it doesn't have to be more work. It really is just thinking about things differently. So when you were ready to take that leap of faith, I would celebrate everything that got you here and notice the judgments because I want you to celebrate the bad and the mistakes and the fucks and the shits. <laughs> Probably could have said that better. Uh, I want you to celebrate all of it because it all got you here. And guess what? All of that stuff that felt bad doesn't get to come with you anymore. You get to leave it behind. But with gratitude and appreciation and recognition and acknowledgement for the lessons and the wisdom and the strength that it has provided you. And now the discernment to know. Once you celebrate, truly celebrate, have an actual party, like take yourself to dinner, go to the park or the beach or the snow, bring a candle, <laughs> cupcake, and celebrate. Also acknowledge why you haven't gotten what you want yet, whatever it is, the fear, the judgment, the lack of skills and resources, the external circumstances you've blamed, the villains in your hero story, the trials and tribulations, the false prophets. I've been reading The Hero's Journey, <laughs> so forgive me. I've been getting really into Joseph Campbell, and I think I talked about that balance is for that, you know, the, the balance. This is that. This is celebrating the dark side, your dark side. I mean, the dark is always going to come with you, like even when you take that leap of faith. So it's almost honoring, like, thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for keeping me safe and protected. I acknowledge and witness everything you've done for me until now. And also 
We're going to try something new and different, and it's going to look really scary and potentially irresponsible and maybe even risky, and we're going to be okay with that too. It's those setbacks, those perceptions, those limitations that are what constricting you in your current space. So the reason you haven't, you know, you're not experiencing everything you desire is on some level you don't want to. But for real, I've been starting, then I'm going to give full shout outs to Kinsey Madsen for helping me with that prompt. Why didn't I want this? The messaging that came through, it's nothing like groundbreaking. It's like, oh, because you'll get a lot of emails and you'll hate emails. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So that's what held me back from my most successful launch. Well, we can figure that out, right? Really interesting question. So from there, you can then go, well, how can I make this easy? Right. So you celebrated everything that got you here, whatever your judgment is around it. You've acknowledged and explored some of the things that may keep be keeping you here. And then you can say, oh, well, what can I do to make this easier? Maybe I get a fucking parachute before I leap. There I go again with that analogy. Sorry, not sorry. Get the gear, get the resources, get the skills, give yourself some time, give yourself some structure, give yourself some freedom, whatever it is that feels like a restriction. And it might be the way you're thinking about it. Hint, hint, that's exactly what it is. You can give yourself whatever it is you need to cope with that, deal with it, overcome it, challenge it, kick it to the fucking curb. Those thoughts, feelings, emotional reactions, patterns, those are the things you get to release. Those are the things that are not coming with you. Those are the outdated programs that just simply need to be defragged. You may be saying, well, you know, my entire family is depending on this business or this relationship. I've been in it for years and years or I've invested so much money or time or energy into this and like I'm not ready. Okay, but here's the thing. That energy or time or money or thought or creativity, whatever it is you are giving the old situation, the thing that needs to be done is taking away from the potential and the space and you. The next big thing may not be able to arrive without your full attention. And I don't mean like 100% full attention, like I said before, full permission to have multiple pots on the burner. But something that is draining you, however insignificant that drain may be, is keeping you from the next big thing. You know the difference between the activities and the projects and the people and the businesses and the commitments and the relationships that expand you. Even if they feel like super shitty or challenging, sometimes they're still expansive. There's still learning opportunities. There's still challenges in a really positive way. The activities, relationships, situations, commitments that drain you feel different. And they have to go <laughs> in order for the next big thing to come through. And let me just say... One of my favorite things, my best friend, who you are also familiar with now, used to always say is you don't have to fire the babysitter. A lot of these things, when they're done, you don't need to like celebrate you being done, but you don't need to make a big deal about the end of that thing. Those relationships, I promise you, when you stop investing in them, they will fall away. They might, you know, there might be a, a passive aggressive message or whatever, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, but like, 
They're not reaching out and being like, oh my gosh, like let's put some time on the calendar and actually figure this out and let me listen to you and hear you and make changes. They're just doing what they do, right? And when that project or that, you know, quote unquote distraction or even that business, when you stop investing in it on whatever level, it will also fall away. Super scary. There's going to be a lot of objections. Write all of those down. I can already hear your egos wrestling with me on this one. And what I will say to this and to every single thing I offer or suggest is test it. Just test it. Give it 24 hours. Give it two hours. Give it two weeks. See what happens. See how you feel. Most importantly, after making that mental and emotional shift in whichever order you need to do it, that's how you create the capacity for more. This is how you scale your business. This is how you earn more income. This is how you meet new, better people, employees, partnerships, contractors, vendors. I'm trying to record direct into my software rather than my podcasting platform, and it's being real funky, so... Although I think the audio is going to be a heck of a lot better. I'm going to I'm going to try and wrap this up. I have no idea how long I've been talking now either. But we're at the point where it's got to go. You're not doing it all by yourself anymore. You're not isolating yourself anymore. You're not blaming and shaming anymore. It's just you and the leap. Oh, have I mentioned that you get to take everything that has worked, all of that wisdom, all of that experience, all of this power and knowing with you? Yeah. So you're just leaving behind what doesn't work. You're just leaving behind what's dragging you down, what feels like dead weight, what feels distracting and irritable and annoying. Just take a minute to imagine a phone call without those feelings or a meeting or sitting in front of your computer and opening up your email and not feeling bogged down or distracted or overloaded. Imagine being excited in the morning and the dialogue running in your head is, I get to write that article. I get to reach out to that potential partner. I get to follow up with these different prospects. I get to play with this new potential product. I get to talk to some people about manufacturing instead of, oh my God, I'm so behind on my emails and I didn't get to those things last night. Did I pay that last bill? And is my periodic tax due and report filed? And is the accountant, you know? Like it can actually feel really fun and really exciting when you leave behind all the shit that is bumming you out. You powered through. You completed it. It's done. Be done. Let it go. (laughs) It can actually be that simple. And I know it's scary. I know we love unhappy endings. I know they're romantic. But test it out with just a couple of things in your day to day. That thing that you always avoid, just take it off your to-do list. And just see how it feels. You're never going to learn Spanish or you're never going to put your savior receipts effectively. Just fucking be done with it. <laughs> like, you have permission. I think a lot of what I'm going to be talking about this whole year, I actually spent the last couple days slash weeks really mapping out all of the workshops and masterminds and articles and blogs and podcast episodes, all the episodes, the interviews and the quantum business book clubs. And, uh, you know, I want to give you guys a much longer runway if you want to show up to one of my workshops because my last workshop sold out before I even had an opportunity to like share it. So sorry, no, sorry. We'll do another one though. That one was really fun. The next workshop is actually going to be on grants and applying for grants and how to be successful with grants. Because guess what? They're not just for artists. There are a ton of opportunities out there for small business owners 
also I have a whole database with a bunch of grants out there. So there is support. It's a fun thing to do. And it really makes you get your shit together. So it's kind of a win-win, even if you lose, which is crazy. I talk a lot about all this stuff. I'll put all of the workshop dates. Their topics will be general right now. I mean, like, obviously, I'm not going to plan out my September workshop to the ninth degree, but I'm going to have an idea of what I'm going to do. So I'll put all of that in the loop, which is my monthly catch-up. It's the best way to hear about what I'm doing and what's coming up for me. These podcasts are coming out every Wednesday. I'm toggling now between interviews, the relatables, as I'm calling it, which are creatives who are really living between that intersection of life and 3D and responsibility and jobs or businesses or art and spirituality and how that interplays in their experience. These are people, for the most part, who are even like necessarily trying to sell something or I think it's just really fascinating that we all kind of have been living in like the woo closet for so long and it's Brandy will talk about how even that terminology is mildly offensive so anywho just talking to some really interesting people people who have inspired me by just living their damn lives so interviews and then quantum business book club which are the my currently this year at least they're my favorite books that have really helped me leap into my future, which is right now. So I'm calling it the Quantum Business Book Club. Books and reading for me are sacred. I travel time. I travel space. I get to go wherever I want on the space-time continuum. It's interdimensional. You're with people who were alive many, many lifetimes ago. Who knows? Maybe you shared an experience with them or two. I find it to be my favorite form of escapism and distraction, and also creativity and idea generation. So I'm sharing my favorites with you this year. I've definitely, I'm kind of cheating because like the next two books, The War of Art and The Artist's Journey, both by Stephen Pressfield, I'll link to the show notes um, as well, where you can get them at a local bookstore or at an independent online seller that will get there just as fast as you know who, my friend. So Check it out, bookstore.org. Again, link in the bottom. But so that's two books, both by Stephen Pressfield. I read them. I've probably given them away almost as much as I have The Artist's Way. I I don't even know how many times I bought that book. But like, oh my gosh, I'm totally getting distracted. Definitely the right time to finish this. They're both super quick reads. And I couldn't really imagine doing an episode on each of them. That would be like almost redundant. So they're going to be lumped into the same, but then I'm doing it again for uh, the art of innovation and creative confidence, which it's the dudes who started the D-School Brothers. I talk about them a lot in the last season. The design theory is, I mean, it's one of the ways that I approach everything, but it was incredibly validating to see it put forth as like a scientific theory. (laughs) It's like, oh, hair flip, I got this. So again, two books though. So probably this is a good reason why like it's not an actual book club because then I might have to follow somebody else's rules. But those are the next two. See how fun it is when I actually know what the fuck I'm going to do. But, you know, and then I might talk to somebody like Brandy and push Sacred Economics by Charles Eisenstein right in the middle there. So it's all, it's all a very organized, well thought out plan that I continually tear up, throw out the window, light on fire (laughs) to get to play with in the ashes, getting all covered in soot. So I think that's that's all I got. Find me on socials at the BZ channel. Please 
like or share this with somebody? Can you like this? I don't know. You can definitely leave the stars. You can definitely leave a review. I don't think I have any reviews. So if you're listening to this thinking someone else is leaving reviews, you are wrong. And good reviews, I think, are important because it seems like everybody else says that at the end of their podcast, unless they are on a private Patreon. So whatever. That's not me. I don't think that's ever going to be me. But anywho. Oh, and then, yeah, anti-business school, working on that. There's going to be a new launch. I'm thinking May. The container, the Discord community, which is something I've just really been fluffing around with. That's not done. That hasn't even yet begun. That's had a few false starts, but it's going to get there someday. I can't wait to for all of you to get to meet each other because you can all be incredible supports. And I mean, not just in terms of sharing your tips and advice, but your actual business and skills. So, okay. That's it. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. I mean, I won't see. I don't know. Maybe I will see you. See me. Send me a picture on Instagram. (laughs) Then I really will see you. 